Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. And it's a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. So Joe Biden goes down to Florida, and he's caught off mic uh, talking tough. Now, Joe Biden has a habit of talking tough. I remember when he was on the campaign trail, and a guy, an older guy, you know, probably much younger than Joe, I think he was only 85, and Joe Biden's like, hey, you want to fight? You want to fight? Maybe get down and do some push-ups. I'll get down and do some push-ups and all that. You know, listen, I'm in my mid-50s. I can't do the push-ups that I used to do. It's okay. You could admit it. It's no big deal. And you know what I else? He, he also talked real tough about this corn pop guy in in the 50s, I guess, when he was a lifeguard at Scranton's swimming pool that was mostly black. Anyway, he was a lifeguard, and he always talks about, you know, he's you know, I guess, which kind of, I guess, makes him uh, raised by black people, too, because he said he was raised by Puerto Ricans in, uh, in Delaware when he was a kid in the uh, – Hispanic population, when he was growing up in Delaware, less than 1%. But that's it. So uh, Joe Biden is a black Hispanic guy, and uh, and he said that Corn Bob would uh, sharpen a razor on the concrete and come after him with a chain or something. I don't know what the hell that But anyway, he, he, he apparently fought t- Corn Pop and beat Corn Pop. Sure. You know what I think? I think Corn probably. Corn Pop probably beat the crap out of Joe Biden, to be quite honest. I mean, every day I think Corn Pop went, oh, there's that loudmouth, big-talking little you know what, uh, I'm going to just beat the snot out of him because nobody likes Joe Biden. It's not because I'm a bully. It's just people literally are saying, go beat up that guy because he's such a giant flaming A-word. So I think there's some of that. But you know people like that. They talk real tough. And then ultimately they get their butts kicked. Like you see those MMA fighters standing there taunting the opponent on the way in, you know. And then uh, you show the fight and the guy gets knocked out in the first round. That's Joe Biden. That is Joe Biden. And I remember, yeah, I talked to him. Oh, yeah, I got in a fight and I cleaned out a whole bar. Yeah, sure. You and Clint Eastwood in the movies, you cleaned out a whole bar. Very rarely does one person clean out a whole bar. My brother Richard did it. I actually saw it. That said, but they were all drunk. And he was you know, a pretty badass guy. But, uh, but Joe Biden, he's a blowhard. He's a blowhard. That's what he is. Here he is saying about how nobody bleeps with a Biden. I want, I want no one 
Nobody bleeps with a Biden except for Saudi Arabia, who we went over and we fist bumped the, and then they didn't bring down the, the bring up their oil production. Now they're cutting their oil pr- production by two million barrels, kind of g- getting us bent over a bell. But you know, Joe Biden is you don't f with the. Bi- oh wait a minute. Well, North Korea has launched forty four missiles uh, in the last year. Just uh, flown one just recently over Japan. But nobody f's with a Biden. And oh uh, yeah, Russia invaded Ukraine. Never would have done that with uh, Donald Trump in the eye. But nobody bleeps with Joe Biden and uh, uh, we uh, sold uh, China a million barrels out of our strategic oil reserve but nobody no you know you get the point right you kind of get the point with regard to Joe Biden he's a blowhard all right he's not tough at all he talks tough he's one of those people who talks real tough uh, and I'll be honest with you I would never say something like oh kick Joe Rogan's ass no Joe Rogan would beat me into a pulp I, I'm not even going to question that I could train for years in Joe Bo- by uh, Joe Biden Joe Rogan not Joe Biden I could kick Joe Biden's ass I mean dear Lord you just go there you go that's all you got to do but Joe Rogan no I would not but Joe Joe Biden is a uh, he's a blowhard. Yeah, talks tough, talks smack, gets his butt kicked. Joe met Ron DeSantis, and he put on a nice act. Jim Gossett. He talked climate change, yeah, he sounded deranged, but at least he showed some tact. Black Puerto Rico. Then he met with a local mayor, thought the microphones were far away. Yeah, sure. But it was all recorded. No, it wasn't distorted, because here's what he had to say. Joe Biden said, hey, Ray. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull a mask off an old Lone Ranger. And you don't f- with a Biden. Joe is into blackmail, as he proved with Ukraine. A billion in aid, the payment wouldn't be made. Joe said, let me explain. You see, your prosecutor has Hunter in his sight. I'm worried about what he has planned. He said it may sound funny, but you get no money unless that lawyers can. Then he said, come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. You better give my son a pass or the aid we will suspend. You don't lay a glove on my boy Hunter and you don't f- with a Biden. Now, to show how tough he is, Joe Biden has uh, enlisted and started training for the MMA Seniors Division, and he is going to identify as a little old lady. So he is, you know, he's, uh, wow. I mean, uh, Kid Rock had a song called American Badass. I think it was inspired by Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's Joe Biden, by the way. Uh, oh, no, I don't have it anymore. Uh, here is Joe Biden yesterday, by the way, standing in front of Ron DeSantis, uh, talking about climate change, even though Ron DeSantis is right in saying yeah, climate change is a bunch of crap. And it, and it really is it's a bunch of crap. Otherwise, there'd be uh, hurricanes like this happening all over the place. They'd be hitting all of Florida. Uh, most quiet uh, hurricane season thus far, 30 years. Uh, and this was, I guess, the fifth most expensive hurricane or uh, whatever in U.S. history, which means that 
There were four in the past that were much bigger. Uh, so, you know, climate change is a bunch of crap. But Ron DeSantis was really cool. He, uh, he stood back there. And by the way, let's just say it. We'll just be honest. Ron DeSantis would totally kick Joe Biden's butt. I mean, there's no doubt. Ron DeSantis, both hands behind his back. No headbutts allowed. Ron DeSantis would beat Joe Biden's rear end. But here is Joe Biden in front of, uh, of Ron DeSantis. The entire state of New Jersey, the, the, as much room as that takes up. And the reservoirs out west are, are, are down to almost zero. We're in a situation where the Colorado... Well, you better just, I mean, honestly, blow up the dams because uh, that's all over, right? They're, they're arid regions now. There will never be water there and again. Ever, ever, ever. I mean, a few years ago, I went down to a, a wedding in Austin, and the big lake there by Austin was drained all the way down, and the world was ending, and, and, and it was. It was really bad. I mean, literally, the boat slips were in, the, you know, in, the, in a pit. There was, you couldn't even water ski for crying out loud. There were bodies popping up like out in, uh, out in, uh, in uh, Nevada. Anyway, um, but, uh, but now it's full uh, because, you know, that's what happens. Out a river looks more like a stream. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I'll bet some other streams are kind of slowing down for you, buddy. And I think the one... Joe, why are you still in the bathroom? It's been here since 3 a.m. I think this has finally ended. It... Maybe it's climate change. The discussion about whether or not there's climate change, we should do something about it. But, folks, I also want to... Uh, Jill and I have had you all in our prayers, and I mean that sincerely. And... Yeah, yeah, and... Uh... You know, uh, uh, when Melania Trump and, uh, and some, you know, major fashionistas wear an outfit, uh, a lot of people, it'll, it'll immediately start selling. You know, Vera Wang, I guess, was a big deal. And uh, my wife, she has a, a three-ring binder she keeps in her, uh, in her dressing area, and, and she's really a fashionista, right? So when she's something like that, uh, I'm not thinking that anybody but maybe upholsterers will attempt to uh, copy Jill Biden's dress. That's a cheap shot. I know, but they didn't cover the most beautiful first lady since Jackie O, who speaks five, five languages. They demeaned her all the time. So I'll just say, yeah. I don't think even, uh, even no, upholsterers, not even curtains, not even. So uh, we've got a bunch of uh, uh, kitchen table stuff to get to, including uh, OPEC telling Joe to, uh, you know, even though Joe Biden is really tough and you don't have with Bidens, that uh, they're going to go ahead and uh, cut production. We've got uh, a whole bunch of uh, uh, news on Hispanics going to uh, Republicans, uh, a little bit more on the, uh, the Nord Stream pipelines, and by the way, uh, did the U.S. or a proxy of the U.S. bomb, sabotage the Nord Stream pipelines? And uh, you know why I believe they did? Because I'm not stupid. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Expression great to follow Rob Carson on social media. Go to Truth Social Getter Facebook and Twitter at Rob Carson Show. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. All right. Nobody, Good to see you. Nobody believes what the Bidens are. <clears throat> the Bidens are the Weasleys from uh 
from uh, uh, Harry Potter. They, they're the Weasleys, except for the Weasleys are more uh, credible and uh, and honest. I think, yeah, the, the, but they are kind of like the Weasleys. The the they talk really tough. Uh, I shouldn't really uh, shame the Weasleys like that because they're actually good people and they end up kind of kicking butt anyway, you know. But uh, you know, maybe I can find it with better a better group. But you know what I'm saying? Joe Biden talks really tough. Meanwhile, the guy who actually talks tough and gets stuff done, Ron DeSantis was uh, standing right behind Joe Biden. Did you see, by the way, they had this this bridge out to an island. I don't have it in front of me right now. That was gone. And uh, normally, if it were a Democrat, it would still be out today and like next year. They literally have built a bridge which is a couple hundred yards long uh, to get uh, to get uh, uh, you know all these bucket trucks and whatnot out of the islands. They've cleared most of the roads in Florida. This is a, this you know a week after Hurricane Ian. Uh, he's doing it right, and he talks tough and he says, "Hey, you know what? You probably don't want to loot because um, we're a Second Amendment state." And guess what? He means it. He's not just saying it. Okay, there's no corn pop in uh, in Ron uh, DeSantis's background. He's a he's a uh, former, I guess, naval officer. So he actually uh, talks tough and uh, and does stuff that are tough. Joe Biden is and always has been a blowhard that makes up stuff about his past to make him sound bigger and better than he is. I mean, he was raised by Puerto Ricans, is what he said when he went to Puerto Rico. He said he was a truck driver when he went to a truck factory. Dear God in heaven. I mean, really? Really? He's the kind of guy, like I said, you'd be in a bar, he'd talk tough, and you'd say, let's go, and he'd, you know, scoot out the bathroom window or something. He's, he's a blowhard. That's what he is. And the whole world is B-slapping the United States because they all know that Joe Biden is a, uh, a blowhard, but he's a pushover. Duh. Let's go to Al in uh, Millersville. Hello, Al. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi. How you doing? Glorious. What's up? Hey, I, I was just calling in to discuss the packaging on food. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the, I'm kind of ticked off of the, the, the GIF Super Crunch, by the way, but go ahead. Well, it's many food products, but you're getting between 15 and 30 percent less, and you're being charged between 30 and 50 percent more. I know. But... But while this transition was going on, they were they, a lot of the products that people just compulsively buy. If you actually read the packaging now, uh, it's not part of the ingredients, but somewhere on the package, they they started putting in the little blurbs about they contain bioengineered food ingredients. But they won't really? tell you what it is. Okay, I didn't know that. So, but... uh, it's just a warning. I don't I don't know right. what the stuff okay. is, but if it's hey, bioengineered, you know, hey, it's probably good for you. Hey, Al, guess what? I think the price of uh, COVID boosters has gone down, though. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call. Let's go to uh, Homer in Rising Sun, Maryland. Hello there, Homer. How you doing, my brother? I'm fine and dandy like uh, cotton candy. Very good. What's up? Hey, listen, I want to tell you something that really, uh, really upsets me. Okay. Uh, uh, Ron DeSantis down there warned people, hey, you come into somebody's house down here in Florida, uh, you're allowed to get your butt shot, basically, is what he yeah. said. Yes. But I'm an old dude, like I said before. Yeah. And I remember when they used to have hurricanes and things and, and, and there was looting. There was a proclamation put out at that oh, yeah. time, talking in the 50s here, that the uh, National Guard was going to put a bullet in you if you tried to, to break into somebody's building down there. I love I it. I mean. Yeah. 
I got to tell you, Homer, I, I'm completely down with that, man. I'm completely down with it. If you loot, you get shot, man. I think it ought to be happening around the country. I think you come in for a smash and grab, you're all, uh, you know, uh, uh, dressed in black. You got your face covered and everything. You got hammers or crowbars or guns. The shop owner should be able to shoot your ass dead. Absolutely, 100%. As far as I'm concerned, that's like going into your house. Oh, my God, you can't say that. Oh, hell yes, I can. You know why? Because it would end tomorrow. Go ahead. Hey, let me tell you something else that happened. We what? had riots here in Baltimore, where I'm from, and uh, they called out the National Guard. This is, this is, a, this is a Pelosi uh, deal here. Mm -hmm. uh, her brother was running the state of uh, the uh, Baltimore City, right? Yeah. So yeah. they get these guys in the National Guard, and who are they? They're the guy that has three kids. He's in the National Guard, so he don't have to go in the Army and all that crap. They put them out on streets in Baltimore at 3 in the morning. Yeah. These guys are out there with a rifle standing on the corner. What do you think the Democrats do? Why they say on TV, oh, the National Guard's out there, but they got no ammunition in their guns. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's smart. That's brilliant. Yeah, that, that's kind of the things that, that Democrats do. And then they also say that you ought to send counselors out to uh, to uh, hostage situations rather than uh, or, or even even uh, crime situations, violent, uh, violent uh, situations where that could escalate with somebody killing somebody. They want to send out a counselor. You might as well send out an unloaded gun. Uh, hey, Homer, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, here's a, the, the latest uh, Biden's approval uh, drops to 40 percent. This is weird. Right. Because, you know, they did the uh, the FBI working with the Biden administration went and uh, raided Donald Trump's home, Mar-a-Lago, an unprecedented raid. I'm not letting it go, by the way. I want some people to pay for that. But, uh, you know, that happened. Huh. And, it, and his rating didn't go up. It's kind of crazy. And uh, and he released oil from the strategic oil reserve. And uh, that didn't help either. And all that stuff. Uh, maybe it's because he's doing a terrible job as a president and he's a terrible president. In fact, the worst I've ever seen. I can kind of remember some of the Carter administration, but dear God, I mean, making Carter look like freaking, you know, John F. Kennedy or something. Unbelievable. So Biden is at uh, 40% in a Reuters Ipsos poll completed on Tuesday. <clears throat> Earlier polls showed that uh, he was in the mid 40s. And uh, yeah, it's going to be much lower than that. It's like when Democrats run and always says, you know, there are three points ahead. It really means they're 13 points behind. Same way with Joe Biden's approval. Uh, more on this. Fossil fuel. Dick Morris on uh, Donald Trump. What's going to happen this year before the election? I said things are going to get crazy. This is the Rob Carson Show. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, nobody bleeps with a Biden. That's what Joe Biden said yesterday in Florida. But uh, what he really means is everybody bleeps with a Biden. Uh, and think about this. It's true because everything the Biden administration says is the opposite. So uh, they say the border's closed. Uh, borders wide open. You, you see what I mean? Uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, they, oh, 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 we're not in a recession. <laughs> this is, I, and this is, this is the latest I've heard this morning after Joe Biden said that. Burkina Faso is threatening to invade the United States. I did, I, that's what I heard. I, I don't know if this is, I'm not sure. 
No, no, that hasn't been confirmed, but I would be certainly uh, on guard. Uh, White House on Wednesday expressed its frustration that OPEC had decided to cut production and announced additional releases of uh, America's oil reserves in an attempt to keep prices low. <laughs> he goes over, he does a fist bump with the guy. See, and this is the other thing he talks about. Uh, before he went over to Saudi Arabia, he talked about, Saudi Arabia, they're a murderous uh, regime, and they killed a journalist. And, and he goes over there, and he's like, Hi there. How are you? Um, can I get you a glass of wine? Something? Can a little neck rub? Can I sniff your hair? Uh, and then he comes back with nothing. You know why? Well, there's a word for him, and uh, I'm not going to say it. But it's, it's it rhymes with wussy. That's what I'll, that's all I'll say is it rhymes with uh, with uh, with with uh, that. So uh, yeah, we're we're going to go have gas prices going through the ceiling. Uh, now, they're saying Joe Biden is saying that they're not going to release uh, more oil from the strategic oil reserve, which is about as tried and true as the idiotic uh, reduction of uh, of interest rates uh, and flooding the market with currency f- to prevent inflation, and it just destroys everything. So that's what that's what they do. And now they're going to, of course, they're going to do this uh, release of, of strategic uh, oil reserve now down to the lowest it's been since oh I don't know around 1984. 84. That's weird. Since 1984, uh, and I say that because you know the movie and the book, uh, 1984. Uh, but here is uh, here is uh, the White House uh, trying to. I guess this is Corinne Jean Pierre on Air Force One talking about the Biden administration and and uh, uh, they can't name a single thing they've done to lower gas prices. One in here. You said yesterday that we're not going to be considering new releases from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So what is the White House planning to do to keep gas prices from spiking? We're going to talk real tough with the oil companies. We're going to talk real tough because, you know, nobody bleeps with the Biden. So, as you know, we've been working on this for months. Uh, the president has make, has made taken historic steps uh, to keep gas prices down. So- no, no, not really. No, he just kind of released some uh, oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve and sold a million barrels to China. So here's, uh, you know, so if you, so so gas prices, we haven't, we've seen increase in the West and the Middle West in recent weeks because of specific refinery issues. We've called. Oh, yes, it's refinery issues. Stop it. And those refiners to. The refiners are like, you know what? Uh, We're not going to reproduce more because we know after the midterms, you're just going to screw us again. Just going to screw us again. Operate safely, but quickly come back online. And we've we've been clear. And Please put your tray tables in an upright position. Said again today that U.S. energy companies must bring uh, must keep bringing pump prices down by closing this histor- his historically large gap between wholesale and retail gas. What about the historically large gap between your ears, Corinne Jean-Pierre? Uh, let's go to Steve in uh, Pacific Grove, California. How you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. Good show you've got. Thank you. You know, for decades, I've been of the opinion that Nikita Khrushchev was behind the Dallas 1963 assassination of JFK. Okay. And I'm finally starting to see signs of it coming around in the world around me. So regarding Biden. You're not going to say anything about the assassination no. of John Lennon, because if you no, do, I'm, I'm going to hang I'm up not, on I'm you not, right not. now there, Stevie. Go ahead. All right. But I am that guy, and I and yes, I, I know you my are. credibility on the line for what I'm going to say here. Oh, no, you do it every time you call me, but go ahead. Let's see no, if you no, can no. get some so, back. Go ahead. I believe that Stephen King does work for okay, Russia. Okay, did. All right, here is uh, Pete Buttigieg. He is our transportation secretary talking about, uh, about the uh, oil reserves. and Oh, listen to this carefully. 
Listen to this carefully, because, uh, you know, the Biden administration uh, wants to end fossil fuel. All right. And if you don't believe me, uh, just listen to this real quick. And then I'm going to tee this uh, soundbite up from Pete Buttigieg. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking in a Biden administration? No, we would we would, we would work it out. That's right. Because you don't bleep with the Bidens or we would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping pipeline infrastructure? Yeah, so they're draining the strategic oil reserve. Now I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to make a little, uh, a little comparison here. So I believe it is my opinion, and by the way, it's even more my opinion after John Kirby said, oh, it's Russian disinformation that uh, uh, people are saying that Joe Biden was instrumental in blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, so it made me say, yeah, I think we did. I think the, the United States did. I think Joe Biden was there. Uh, they think it's a good thing. John Kirby also said it was a good thing because it would end our reliance on foreign oil and all that crap, whatever. Uh, and they use that excuse all the time. And I think what they want to do is drain the strategic oil reserve and not replace it as a means of pushing green energy. I'm not, I'm not out of line here. I'm not out of line here. I was watching, I watched Hunt for Red October this weekend, <clears throat> and uh, Sean Connery's in there. And he was talking about how they, uh, he sent this uh, note to the leaders of Russia uh, saying that we are going to take the Red October, and he essentially doomed the Red October. I mean, the only way they could survive is to escape, and, and otherwise, because they, they they were on call, they were going to go blow up this ship, and all of the uh, the people who were the mutineers, I guess, with uh, or the the guys who were defecting with uh, with uh, Commander Ramius were like, "What the hell are you doing?" Well, I think that's what they're trying to do with the strategic oil reserve. Is like Cortez, he uh, burned his boats, and his men were well motivated. You know, and that's kind of what I think. But it's, of course, ham-handed and stupid when it comes to the Biden administration. Here is our failure of a transportation secretary who appears to be transphobic because he's not fixing the uh, transportation uh, and the supply chains of the country. But here is uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, talking about uh, what's going on in the country with energy. And then listen to the end. They're going to drain the strategic oil reserve, and they have no plans to fill it up again. You know, uh, I definitely think we'll be in a better situation when we're not dependent on a commodity that is largely being produced in foreign dictatorships. It's one of many, many reasons why American energy security will benefit from homegrown. Yeah, and we'd do it if we drilled more, but he's talking about idiotic electric cars. Clean energy, which is, of course, exactly the direction we're trying to go into for the long term. For the short term, you've had measures like uh, the strategic Oil reserve, which is the only uh, rabbit in your stupid hat. Measures like the flexibility on ethanol, big part of the reason why he saw gas prices go down so Yeah, much. take that corn you're going to feed cattle and people and make it into uh, ethanol. Much over the summer. And we've got to make sure we're continuing to bring that short-term relief because uh, even though I'm excited about America leading... I'll bet you are. ...way into a future where we don't have to wait on uh, some Middle Eastern country. Following the, uh, the the lead of Amsterdam, and or the Netherlands, I should say, right into the pits of hell. In order to get our energy, uh, uh, you know, the, the reality is that's not happening overnight. And uh, we've got to make sure we're prepared on both fronts. No, we have to restock that reserve would you before against doing that listen all he's got to do is say yes uh, in terms of getting the reserve uh, rebalance look uh, that's uh, a little outside of my lane in terms of uh, transportation other than i'm very glad uh, that the president led the way both by the way with the u.s but also with partners uh, on a coordinated action to uh, uh, to get more of that petroleum onto the market 
And that's when it descends into academic gobbledygook. That's what it does. They start throwing out words, and they just uh, – it's almost like uh, uh, Tourette syndrome. Nothing against people with Tourette syndrome, but it's like, uh, you know, just all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, oh, yeah, the strategic and this and the alliance and the concurrent conference and whatever, and then it just descends into uh, just uh, <clears throat> college uh, uh, boardroom gobbledygook, to be quite honest. Oh, and, and I, I'll mention this again in case you missed it. This uh, <clears throat> new, uh, new survey from Convention of States Trafalgar Group says that uh, uh, there's no support from voters for Biden's push to eliminate gas-powered vehicles, and people think the only solution to our energy problems are domestic oil and gas production. So um, you uh, you lose. And my and here's the uh, but even though Joe Biden is tough and he'll uh, you know bleeping kick everybody's ass or whatever. <laughs> the uh, excuse me, U.S. oil industry is mocking him. After OPEC announced production costs, energy uh, groups say administration now has no choice but to come crawling back to domestic producers. U.S. oil industry trade uh, groups lashed out of the White House after OPEC cutbacks. Remember uh, last week, Joe Biden says to all of the people who own gas stations, just lower your prices. Just lower your prices. What are you doing? You know, I know you own a 7-Eleven in uh, Poughkeepsie, but you lower the prices. Just make it so. Uh, with gas already painfully high, OPEC is slashing output by 2 million barrels per day, which appears to, uh, uh, you know, say that Joe Biden has been over that barrel, I guess. Uh, this is what the U.S. Oil and Gas Association tweeted. Life comes at you pretty fast. It's one of the things that they that they said. The trade group added in a mocking jibe following OPEC's announcement it's going to slash production. Of course, uh, Joe Biden on the campaign trail said he was going to end uh, fossil fuel, and uh, he's, he's crashing on this. Uh, Dan Kish, the senior vice president, at the uh, Pro Fossil Fuel Institute for Energy Research, found the irony in the uh, situation. Said President Biden and his administration have done everything within their power from day one to unilaterally disarm American energy production, and now he wants to blame everyone else for this dangerous policies. His routine is well past getting old, and Americans are going to have to pay the price for his continued salt on American energy. And I, for one, can't wait till we make him the lamest of lame ducks in the history of mankind as I finally get my new new Ford Bronco, my first car, my first new car in 20 years, uh, which is supposed to be built next week, by the way. And I think it only gets about 17 miles a gallon. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would go ahead and went, I, I went ahead and went with it, you know, and I had to wait. I've waited a year now, but I'm, I'm told that I'm finally going to get it. I'm kind of excited. My wife is not. Uh, my wife, uh, yeah, mm, not, not, I, I, she actually tried to suffocate me with a pillow the other night. I woke up and I was like, what are you doing? Let's go to Steve in uh, Reisterstown, Maryland. Hello there, Steve. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Just a couple points because I think you're way smarter than uh, the average bear here. Uh, why haven't we heard from Russia? What, what, if we drop 2 million, if they drop 2 million gallons of barrels, what is the percentage of that? And if we drop the strategic oil supply, mm-hmm. what if we get a nuclear event that's going to just shut? We're not going to have any backup. Well, that's true, Steve, and uh, and that is troubling. The possibility of uh, some sort of a nuclear conflict. Um, I'm not completely in that camp yet. Although, when you see things like the Biden administration spending three hundred million dollars on uh, countermeasures, uh, drugs uh, for radiation sickness, did you did you hear about that? No, sir. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the Biden administration announced its plans yesterday to spend two hundred ninety million dollars on Amgen drug uh, in plate for radiological and nuclear emergencies. 
That's a little scary. Uh, yeah, it's beyond scary, to be quite honest. And we've got an old fool in the uh, White House who uh, everything he touches turns to crap, and he talks a really, really big game, and he ends up getting us into a lot of crap that we shouldn't be involved in, to be quite honest, Steve. And and i got to tell you also, uh, knowing this president and knowing this Democrat party that burned down the country for the last five years, I wouldn't put it past him, Steve. I appreciate the call, but i got to run. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. Dick Morris is a friend of the show, and um, he uh, was on Newsmax uh, yesterday. He's got a book out, and uh, he's been right about a lot of stuff. And and listen, I uh, was writing for Rush Limbaugh when Dick Morris was in the uh, White House working with the Clintons. And uh, and I think he did a yeoman's effort to turn around what otherwise would have been a one-term presidency. He was one of the guys who got uh, Clinton to move to the middle, move away from socialized medicine and the ID cards and all that stuff. Hillary was uh, was toting that. She was acting like uh, more than the first lady. She was trying to uh, impact policy. But that's the way she is because, you know, she had the eyes on the prize as she was riding her husband's coattails. And, uh, and uh, Bill Clinton lost. Uh, both houses of Congress for the first time in 40 years to Democrats, and a lot of that had to do with uh, 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 Rush Limbaugh, by the way. Uh, but then Dick Morris got him to come around, and then he had a, a second um, term where you know he banged the snout out of an intern in the uh, in the Oval Office. But anyway, but other than that, you know, um, and Dick Morris has this uh, book called the uh, the Return, and he talks about you know Donald Trump making a return to the White House, which I believe will happen. Uh, I would love to see it happen sooner than later, but we might have to wait till 2024. That said, um, here is Dick Morris talking about uh, uh, the Republicans, by the way, polling nationally higher than Democrats in some polls for the first time ever, which means that uh, tough talking old Joe might just get his wrinkly old butt kicked. Gallup today issued a finding that for the first time since really the early years of this uh, decade, the Democratic Party is less favorably viewed than the Republican Party. Every two or three times, three or four times a year, they ask this question. That's pretty bad when you think that uh, Mitch McConnell's Republican Party sucks more than the Democrat Party. And the Democratic Oh, it's just, I'm sorry, it's just him. The party gets 39% favorable now, and the Republicans 44%. Uh, and that is the first time in a long time the Republicans have viewed more favorably. Rutrow, Democrats. And the point I make in my book, The Return, is that that the the whole country is now focused on inflation. It's the issue. It's driving everything else out. And particularly with under 40... I believe that Joe Biden said this morning that uh, inflation won't bleep with Joe Biden. old voters. I have some poll data in my book. They say, look... For other people, it's hardship or it's it's an inconvenience. 
for me, I can't get married. I can't have yep. kids. Yep. I can't move out of my mom's basement. Yep. I forget gas prices. I can't buy a car. And uh, it's really an impediment to their living their lives. Oh, yeah, and, and imagine I the... I think uh, it's coming back to haunt the Democrats. I mean, listen, we got the military. We got the military, the army, telling uh, their members how to get food stamps. Dear God, here is uh, Dick Morris on what he thinks could be an October surprise. Listen to this. And I told you, you know it. Things are going to get nuts. They're going to pull crazy crap on us. They already did the Mar-a-Lago raid. They're now going after people who stood outside of abortion clinics. They're going after Trump supporters. They're calling us fascists. Uh, He did the speech in front of Constitution Hall in Philadelphia, bathed in blood red. Among the politicians, I think there are obviously is a focus on the next year. Among the voters, I think they're just in agony right now, and they're relating to their to their current pain level. Uh, but I do believe, as you know, that I think Trump has a lock on the Republican nomination. Yeah. And I think he's going to be the next president. Yeah. There's something else I've been focusing on lately, Sean, which is in the, my book, I predict there'll be an October surprise. What? Because whenever the Democrats are in trouble, they always pull one out. Yeah. And I'm thinking See Herschel Walker. that Biden is going to try to hype the threat of a nuclear attack by Russia. Listen to this. On Ukraine to increase the level of concern in the hopes that people will rally around the president uh, in the time of crisis. Remember, in 1962, the Cuban mm, Missile Crisis yeah. was in late October, and Kennedy won that by-election when huh. he wasn't really supposed to. He lost mm. it by only a little. Uh, so I think that that may be what the Democrats have up their sleeves. But I think that will backfire, because people will look at this pathetic president we have that can't get out a coherent sentence and doesn't know where the hell he is half the time, and say, this is what we're sending into the rink to fight Putin? Yeah. We will see. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Power number two of the Rob Carson Show. Much to get to, including uh, the number one issue <clears throat> that's driving people. Well, let's say, let's say number two. Number two after inflation. Issue that's driving people to the polls because they're really tired of uh, Democrats really bleeping things off. Also, a victory in, uh, in New York as a firefighter was reinstated with back pay after being booted from the fire department for not getting the COVID vaccine. And I want to get into this uh, Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Because I think uh, I think the United States had something to do with it, and I think if you don't believe that, um, you're high. To be quite honest, uh, Joe Biden, of course, went to Florida yesterday, and he uh, tried to act tough because he always acts tough. He always acts like you know he could kick somebody's butt. I think. Hold on, let me see. I got this old uh, soundbite from uh, Joe Biden. He was at a rally, and an old guy stood up and started talking. And Joe Biden decided, decided to talk some smack and say that Joe Biden wanted. Uh, hold on, I had it here for a second. Now, at least I can find it. Uh, anyway, he, he likes to talk a lot of trash. He likes to say I can kick your butt, and he, and he never does because you know he's um, he's kind of he's kind of uh, lame and old, and and uh, and he 
likes to talk. Uh, he likes to talk trash. Oh, I'll have to find. I will find that. No, here it is, right here. This is Joe Biden in a heated exchange with a voter, where uh, Joe challenges him to a push-up contest. Let's go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know, and I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on it? Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take it on yeah, man, yeah, man, man, you know, I kicked Corn Pop's butt years ago, even though nobody ever heard of Corn Pop, but I did. And then it goes down to Florida, and he, and he says to this guy off mic, sure it was off mic. Yeah, sure it was off mic, sure he didn't know the mic was on. Anyway, he says, uh, nobody bleeps with a Biden. I won't, I won't. No one Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, nobody does. Outside the house. That's exactly right. Yeah, nobody but the entire world actually uh, bleeps with Biden. That's why North Korea's launched so many. And the other day, Literally on the parliament floor in ha- in Iran, they were saying "death to America." They were chanting "death to America." Yeah, they're scared. They're terrified of old Uncle Joe. Here's Jim Gossett. Joe met Ron DeSantis, and he put on a nice act. Come on, court climate change. Yeah, it sounded deranged, but at least he showed some tact. Then he met with a local mayor. Thought the microphones were far away. But it was all recorded, no it wasn't distorted Cause here's what he had to say Joe Biden said, hey Ray Yeah Ray You don't tug on Superman's cape You don't spit into the wind You don't pull the mask off an old Lone Ranger And you don't f*** with a Biden Joe is into blackmail as he proved with Ukraine, <laughs> a billion in aid, the payment wouldn't be made. Joe said, let me explain. You see, your prosecutor has Hunter in his sight. I'm worried about what he has planned. He said, it may sound funny, but you get no money unless that lawyers can. Then he said, come on, man. Come on, man. You better give my son a pass or the aid we will suspend. You don't lay a glove on my boy Hunter, and you don't f- with a Biden. That is uh, Jim Gossett. I'm going to put the entire opening segment of the show on the uh, on the uh, Rumble channel today. Uh, I just put my big uh, rave on Kanye West yesterday, <laughs> saying that BLM is a scam. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's Rumble Channel, and it's Rob Carson Show. If you'd go there and subscribe, that would be huge, because uh, I think you're going to get a kick out of it. You're going to get a kick out of it. So violent crime is on the rise in the United States, and it's emerging as the deciding issue in the 2020 midterm elections with a new poll, finding out that an, immor- uh, uh, an overwhelming majority of Americans view crime as a major problem. Now, uh, another overwhelming uh, number of Americans also realize that defunding the police was about the most stupid bleeping thing we could ever do all right i'm just gonna say it this was the ultimate face plant by uh, academics and bureaucrats who have never existed outside the realm of academia saying that we've got to get rid of the police that's just profoundly ungodly historically stupid any country that would ever say we have to get rid of law enforcement is doomed to fail and the democrats were so stupid they did it anyway you need a reminder 
So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing and schools. And by the way, they're kind of uh, doing this with the military. They're just kicking people out of the military. So they're basically defunding the military as well. Schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Funding is isn't necessarily as aggressive as, as a lot of folks think. That's Mandela Barnes. He's running for Senate, and he's going to he's going to get kicked by uh, Ron Johnson. Ain't it? You know, school budgets get cut almost every year. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police. But we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. These are a bunch of uh, these are a bunch of spoiled little children. I'll put it that way. These are candy aisle kids, by the way. That is a uh, Rob Carson expression: candy aisle kids. And they and they throw tantrums when they don't get what they want. And uh, people capitulate and they do things like they fire people when you say the wrong word in your job that offends somebody. That's the candy aisle kids. And and all you really need to do to say when the candy aisle kids attack you, like for instance the candy aisle kids at Netflix that decided we're just gonna walk out of work unless you get rid of unless you get rid of uh, uh, Dave Chappelle. And so uh, Netflix said. Uh, Okay, um, how about you just leave and no, be, no longer be a part of the, uh, of the company? Dave Chappelle is still candy aisle kids. Why do I call them candy aisle kids? Well, because when I was a kid, we had uh, uh, grocery aisles and every one of the checkouts had candy. Every one of them. You know why? Because uh, kids would say, can I have some candy? And mom and dad would decide at the register whether they could have some candy. It's point of purchase stuff. It's like those uh, lighters for your grill. I always buy one of those for some stupid reason. They got lint rollers, all sorts of crap there <clears throat> that you're never going to buy otherwise, but you buy them when you're, when you're standing at the register thumbing through the latest National Enquirer. That said, uh, my mother, if I ever, and most of the time, if I said, can I get a candy bar, she'd say, no. And I'd say, I want a candy bar. And she'd say, uh, no. And if you keep going, uh, I'm going to tan your hide when we get home. And so I'd say, okay, uh, no, I'll be fine. I'll just eat a piece of celery. Uh, uh, but now, you know, along came the millennials, and the millennials would just lay down on the floor and start bawling. That's why I do, I do the stand-up routine about, about children being insane. And, and who else would honestly say, can I have a candy bar? Somebody say no and throw themselves on the ground kicking and screaming and pitching a fit until mom finally goes, oh, my God, don't embarrass me anymore. I'll buy you the candy bar. That's the candy aisle, kids, and that's why they have non-candy aisles in the checkout. It's for parents who don't know how to parent their children and can't say no. That is so hard on people who buy their kids candy. No, it's just that's just what you got to do as a parent. You just got to kind of say, I don't uh, No, You don't need the candy. You don't need the candy. But that's what the candy aisle kids did with policing, by the way. They said, we don't want police. We're going to defend the police. And then what happened? And then what happened? And then the, uh, the wheels came off the crime cart. Americans uh, see that uh, uh, 37% of us say that, uh, we should, uh, w that, that we would decrease crime a lot if we uh, increase the number of police. 77% believe uh, violent crime is a major issue. New York, uh, 2019, they eliminated cash bail. And look at that. Auto theft up 42%. Robberies up 40%. Rapes up 48%. Yeah. That's when uh, women are sexually assaulted, just in case you wanted to know. That's a pretty damn serious thing, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you look at yourself and go, holy crap, maybe that wasn't a good idea?
No, because the left and candy out kids are too stupid to realize anything. In, uh, in Colorado, Democrats passed a law in 2020, made it easier to sue the police. Uh, police officer directly added more restrictions on officers. Uh, looks like the state of Colorado, third highest merit rate in the country. Thank you. Colorado used to be paradise on earth. In Illinois, Democrats passed the Idiotic Safety Act, eliminates cash bail through law enforcement, uh, though law enforcement warned that the legislation would lead to a bigger crime surge, worse than what's going on in Chicago right now. That's coming next year. And then you got this. The FBI, they wanted to release their national figures uh, for crime. And L.A. and New York are refusing to admit all of the murders, refusing to turn over their stats. You know why? Because uh, their anti-police stuff has wrecked everything. Everything. People are being murdered. People are being beaten. People are being shoved in front of trains. People are being uh, hit over the heads with fire extinguishers by scooters driving by. I mean, dear God in heaven, have you seen this? Have you seen what is happening? It is unprecedented. Smash and grab robberies. Going into a Wawa convenience store. That's happened a couple times in, uh, in Philly. I, I'll tell you again, I live in Johnson County, Kansas. I moved here because I had a radio job and I decided to stay here for now to, to have my kids educated in great schools. Johnson County, Kansas, there are no restrictions on carrying a firearm. If you have a gun, you can carry it. You don't need to get a permit. You would think that this would be, I mean, the Wild West, people would be shot dead. There'd be people, pistols at dawn in the town square and the whole deal. <clears throat> None of that happens. And you know how many liquor store robberies there have been in uh, Johnson County, Kansas in the middle of the night this year? About none. Uh, smash, and grab smash and grab robberies, not a single one. Not a single one. I know. And yet mayors of, uh, of big cities like Philadelphia, they're saying you can't uh, carry uh, your, your concealed, uh, which, by the way, is guaranteed now, but you can, you can carry it anywhere in the country. But there are uh, municipalities around the country where uh, Democrats are saying no concealed carry in public spaces. That got overturned in Philadelphia, by the way. It did. It did. Because really, honestly, the only way at this point, considering the number of guns that criminals are able to get access to illegally, despite gun control measures or comprehensive gun safety measures, the only way to really defend yourself is to have your own. And my county and concealed carry and open carry counties around the country serve as the template for stopping crime. And by the way, I have a feeling that the whole looting thing in Florida where the hurricane happened after Ron DeSantis says, basically, I give you permission. If somebody tries to loot your house, shoot their asses. I got a funny feeling that uh, uh, looting percentage is dropping pretty dramatically. I could be wrong. Uh, coming up, I want to get into this, uh, this Nord Stream pipeline and uh, how Joe Biden toughs talks, uh, tough talks and uh, how he could get us into a hell of a lot of trouble. Uh, uh, Alexis, you hold on. You'll be the next caller. This is The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. A lot of Democrats talk tough like Joe Biden does. 
including Ilhan Omar. Here she is talking tough about defunding the police, and then she was just questioned about it yesterday, apparently. Uh, hey, hey, how about the increase in crime that has resulted? And, of course, not so tough anymore. We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Any reaction to rising crime in America? Name, I'll look for you at the next vote. You supported the defund the police movement. It led to rising crime. Do you have any reaction? Any reaction? Yeah, you're not getting the candy bar either. Oh, no reaction? It impacts your, your citizens. She literally is driving off in a crappy Prius, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I sold Toyotas for a while. They're not crappy. Toyotas are great cars, but I shouldn't really rip on them. If you want a Toyota, I mean, keep the to- we've got We've got three Toyotas in our driveway, and the collective uh, age of the cars is Nancy Pelosi, and uh, the collective mileage is um, Kamala Harris. I mean, just, woo, I mean, it's got as much mileage on those three cars as Kamala Harris does, and that is, uh, that is saying something. That is saying something. Let's go to Alexis in New Mexico. Hello there, Alexis. How are you? Hi, Rob. How are you? Glorious. What's up? Um, so I caught the last end of the of your last segment. Uh, I just turned on the car, and I'm not sure who you were saying talking about um, was predicting in October the Democrats were going to try and pull some crap and Dick Morris. say that. Uh, yeah, that's what I figured um, yeah. about the nuclear war in, in uh, Ukraine. And yeah. so for the past two days on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure the source was Daily Mail, but not too sure. Yeah. Um, they're saying that they're starting to hand out iodine pills in yeah. preparation for it. Yeah. There, there's that so going I- on. Uh, there is that going on. Uh, there is uh, Joe Biden has uh, just uh, they're going to spend three hundred million dollars on countermeasures for um, radiation poisoning. And I got to tell you, and then in New York, they're running PSAs about what happens if there's a strike. Uh, and I don't like to get into panic mongering here, Alexis. I don't like that. I don't think you can live in fear. And maybe that's what Biden wants to do is to create fear that we will hope and pray that he does something right. Or maybe this will f- affect the election. Uh, Dick Morris seems to think that could be part of his or all of his October surprise, Alexis. And and I think that uh, uh, we should be very concerned because this Democrat Party, uh, they are the class of 1968. They've waited 50 years to overthrow our country and make it into a Marxist utopia. And they are seeing their dreams dashed. And they are dying like movie vampires, scratching and clawing, trying to drag everyone into the pits of hell. Would I put it past the left in this country to... Uh, to do something like this or, or poke uh, Vladimir Putin into a, a nuclear uh, uh, situation, God help us. Go ahead. Yeah, so you don't think it's just propaganda? You think something like that could actually happen? Well, Alexis, let me explain something to you. Um, and I thought about this last yesterday, actually, and oddly enough, Tucker Carlson brought it up last night. <clears throat> Where, Alexis, do you get your Russian propaganda? Where do you go? When you're looking for Russian propaganda, where do you go? When you Google Russian propaganda, would you uh, really, really look for Russian propaganda, pro-Russian stuff, where do you go? Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, you know what? It doesn't exist, Alexis. Russian propaganda doesn't exist. Uh, For you and me, Russian propaganda does not exist. You know why? Because it is drowned out, as well as conservative thought is drowned out by our mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party, Alexis. This Russian propaganda thing has been a freaking joke. There is no way that Russian propaganda would overtake as the narrative in the United States of America. It is simply a way to blame someone else for the crap you're pulling, Alexis. That's what Russian propaganda is. Right. Okay? So whenever you hear Russian propaganda, realize there is no such thing as it in our country. No Russian propaganda would overcome the mainstream media, big social media in this country. It's not possible. Go ahead and try to find as much Russian propaganda, enough that would steer the narrative away from uh, Joe Biden bombing or uh, being complicit in bombing the Nord Stream pipeline. You'll find it nowhere, Alexis. Right. But hang in there, all right? Just, you know, hang in there. And I'm going to tell you, Alexis, I don't know if you're a praying person, but it's never a bad thing. I agree. All right, have a good one. Here's uh, one of the things that, you know, and I wasn't really, I was leaning toward the Biden administration blowing up the key, uh, well, they, they blew up the Keystone XL pipeline because he did it with an executive order. But the Nord Stream pipeline, I believe that Joe Biden literally said he was going to do it. All right. And then yesterday, John Kirby comes out and says this. Remember, when I hear the words Russian disinformation, it means that they're trying to cover something up. This has already been shown, by the way. So listen to him. Did the U.S. or a proxy for the U.S. have anything to do with the explosion on the Nord Stream pipeline? The United States had nothing to do with it. That's just Russian propaganda and disinformation. Now we know it was an act of... Uh, By the way, there was a guy named Tim Tebow who said that uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was uh, Russian disinformation, by the way. Is it getting real yet? It should be getting real for you right about now. But there's an investigation going on right now. I don't think we're going to get into uh, into uh, credentialing that in terms of you know. saying that Donald Trump was not colluding with Russia was Russian disinformation. Who, who was responsible? Uh, we're going to let the investigators take a look at that. But clearly, this was an act of sabotage. You can officially say that the U.S. was not involved in any way in this attack. That's right. That's correct. Not to belabor this, but for the people who look at this and say, why would Russia attack its own pipeline yeah. that creates leverage over Europe and perhaps the West? What do you say to them? Uh, again, I can't speak to specific accountability for this uh, act of sabotage. Uh, I can just assure you the United States had nothing to do with it. Of course, uh, that's just Russian propaganda. And uh, considering the record of this president, this party, this movement, I would uh, surely rather believe Vladimir Putin at this point. I know that sounds really strange, but uh, yeah. I've got more on this. Your phone calls are welcome. This is The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. All those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. We have a special guest on the phone. Troy Miller is the CEO of the National Religious Broadcasters. He joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Good day to you, sir. How are you? 
Good day to you as well, Rob. I'm doing great. Uh, It's gorgeous here in Tennessee today. Yeah, I hear that uh, you are in the backyard of uh, where the the FBI has been raiding uh, uh, pro-lifers using this this, uh, act, I guess, uh, when people stand near or in front of uh, abortion clinics that they are uh, brought up on federal charges. They're sending them out in armed raids around the country. Eleven individuals violated the Freedom of Access to Clinical Interests Act, um, and uh, and they are in the meantime also uh, avoiding and ignoring uh, over a hundred violent acts of vandalism and terrorism at uh, crisis pregnancy centers. Uh, tell me about where you are, and uh, tell me about your thought process with regard to the attack on religion and and uh, and pro life uh, that's going on in the country right now. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I'm in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. That's my uh, town where I live in now. And that's where these uh, 11 folks uh, were were uh, protesting, sharing their faith at a at a at an abortion center here in town, and were arrested. And and now the federal government has stepped in, as you said, charged them uh, with a crime that could put them in prison for 11 years and two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Didn't uh, uh, didn't uh, didn't, Nazi, it, didn't it, Nazi Germany do something like this with uh, with yeah. a certain religious persuasion <laughs> about uh, 80 years ago? Well, yeah, and it's Nazi Germany did it. You see it around the world in in communist countries, but it's this continuation of political terrorism that's going on. You know, a a couple of weeks ago, it was a pastor who was arrested in his home, you know, going and arrest his father in front of his seven children. Uh, And as you said, my my wife volunteers for a a crisis pregnancy center here in town. Uh, They've had threats, other crisis pregnancy centers across the countries have threats and no investigations. Yeah. Where is where is this at? Where is this one-sided, you know, persecution going on, or this one-sided justice that's really going on? This this weaponizing, uh, continued weaponizing of government agencies. Well, this is this is uh, very clear what it is, and you know as well as I do. And whenever you bring up the past, they'll say, "Oh, we're, we're not going to do that." And then you hear people say, "Yeah, because I guess they because they have a twelve hundred dollar phone in their pocket that somehow people won't be imprisoned or persecuted for their faith." Uh, but we live in a very cruel world. We lived in a very peaceful time, and we've had two generations of people who haven't had a war. Uh, so they don't know, and they right. think they think uh, you know they think that they they say give peace a chance or put a coexist bumper sticker in religious symbols on the back of their Prius that uh, it'll erase the fact that some other groups in the world want to see us dead. Uh, and so this is just part of it. Uh, where else have you seen an attack on religion by the left in this country uh, with regard to what you do? Well, we, we've seen it, you know, uh, about a month now, three weeks ago, the president's speech, you know, the core part of that speech, oh. in the middle of the speech, he talked about the country, uh, taking the country backwards. Uh, and when he pointed out these three things in there, he really was talking about the pro-life movement, the pro-family movement, marriage between a man and a woman, biblical sexuality. Uh, you know, he said these things were taking the country backward. Talk about a speech that was dividing the country. Oh, yeah. And and and, you know, you know, 67 percent of this country confess a belief in God, a a belief in in the Christian God. And yet he's dividing this country on on people's beliefs. It's just incredible. It really is uh, is remarkable. And oddly enough, uh, you want to know one of the uh, the mantras of politicians who have been quite successful, including Georgia Maloney, the newly elected prime minister of Italy. You know what her platform was? 
God, family, country. God, family, country. And it's happening around the world. We've seen it in other places as well. That is working. People are calling him or her fascist for believing in God, family, and country. When you think about it, it's all that matters. Right. It, it really is all that matters, you know, where, where our faith is. It's our, you know, it's the beliefs that ground us and give us the foundation. When the world crumbles around us, our beliefs, and as Christians, our beliefs in Christ and the understanding of where we're going to spend eternity, that's what holds us together. It, it does. And I got to tell you, I think it's the only thing that uh, that does hold us together. And it doesn't, you don't have to be Christian. All right. Yesterday, we had Yom, Yom, right. Yom Kippur. And, uh, yep. and about half the staff that I work with were taking the day off. And I think it's glorious. And I, and I wish them wishes, best wishes on Yom Kippur because it is a sacred, glorious holiday. It's one of the few things. These things are, are, are amazing. They ground us all so and particularly I'm, I was raised Catholic and so there's a lot of real a lot of <clears throat> a lot of similarities similarities between the oh, Ju- I, I, Jewish I, faith it, does, it doesn't end with uh, like eating weird stuff on Fridays there there's a lot of other stuff <laughs> but but it is true I mean it, you've got to have it I really do and if you don't don't you're wandering around in a void go ahead you know that's that's right many of our Jewish friends just finished uh, that celebration. This is the month where there are numerous Jewish celebrations that pull families together, that bring people together around their faith. And and again, it's that grounding that that gives us balance in society. It gives us a direction. Our Judeo-Christian roots, you know, are the things that that this country was founded on. And if we lose that, it's going to fall apart in a heartbeat. Look at the cities that have lost that. They're just yeah. falling apart. People have no hope. And you know, you know what else is very, very troublesome? Uh, if you look at what's happening in Georgia, if you look at Raphael Warnock and uh, Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker, they're saying he, he gave a woman a $700 check. She had a receipt from an abortion clinic for five seventy-five and a greeting, a generic greeting card. And that's enough to say that uh, Herschel Walker paid for her abortion, an unnamed source in, uh, in a left-wing uh, publication. And yet you've got Raphael Warnock, who has, uh, who has preached in, the, uh, uh, in front of the, uh, the Ebenezer Baptist Church, and he's supposed to be a man of God. Wouldn't a man of God say, hey, 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 my brother may or may not have committed this sin, but he has turned his life around. Don't you suppose that if you were a man of the cloth, you would say that rather than just sitting in silence and letting it happen? Well, not only that, as a, as a man of cloth, we understand that the Christian's life is a life of repentance. None of us get everything right. And if all of us are held for our past, then we're in a lot of trouble. And and as you said, he's come out, Herschel, and said, I made a mistake. It was wrong. But I, he, he's not trying to condone his past. He's owning up to it. And and where is, uh, you know, Warnock on this? Not only has he not come out as a pastor with compassion and forgiveness, he fully supports abortion and the termination of life in the womb oh yeah and, and continued support of it herschel has denounced that at this point in in and and so it's just it's crazy uh, that they do this you know the same thing out in california you know governor newsom runs a a, a series of billboard ads uh oh. misquoting the bible on loving your brother uh to um give people permission to go have abortions john MacArthur, one of the nrb members grace to you community church out there sent him sent an open letter to the governor telling them look you misquoted the bible right before that it says love the lord your god with all your heart soul and mind which means brings us to obedience to to christ and the bible is clearly clearly pro-life let me, let me ask you and, 
the other day, Bill Maher, and, and, and no, it wasn't Bill Maher. No, it was Joe Scarborough. And he says, oh, yeah, I'm a Bible banger from way back and all that. You, know, I, you, can, you can quote scripture all day. It's a matter of whether you, you, uh, you understand it. Uh, and he doesn't. But he said, well, there was abortion when Jesus time, but abortion isn't even mentioned in the Bible. So it must be okay, I guess. I don't think serial killing was also in the Bible. What do you think? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> serial killing. But it's it's but it's it's wrong to say abortion. The, the Bible may not use the word abortion, but pro life is all over the scriptures. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. Uh, the scriptures tell us. Uh, the scriptures tell us you were known before you were even in the womb by God. You were known before you were in the in, in the womb. And right in the beginning in the garden, what's the first command that, that God gives to Adam and Eve? Be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, be fruitful and multiply unless it's inconvenient for you. Yeah, or or unless, you know, Planned Parenthood wants to murder most of the black population. I'll just mention right, that as well. Because exactly. it's awful. It is an awful affront. And I have been, I've been fighting for kids in inner cities for 30 years, and things never get better. And that a priest, a pastor, I should say, in, in the most famous black church in America would be down with so many things that are on the wrong side of faith. I, I, uh, I hope you won't mind if I say, but there was a song when I was a little kid uh, called War Pigs by, by a band uh, called Black Sabbath. And, and, and I'm not meaning to bring that, but they had a, a line in War Pigs that said, Satan laughing spreads his wings. And, and I think that right now, Satan is, is uh, wanting to stand on the ashes of what was America and spreading his wings. Uh, but I think we can beat it back. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to give up my optimism with regard to the, the, the world and to the country. What do you think? Well, I, I agree with that. I, and, I, and I don't think Christians are either. You know, NRB represents Christian communicators, television, radio broadcasters, program producers, and, and you know, people are really stepping up. Christians do so much work in this country, and people of faith do so much work in this country. Right yeah. now, down in Florida, after the hurricane, many of our members have, have brought in, count, pastors are down there counseling people, yeah. people are providing food, clothing, shelter, um, uh, Christian ministries just poured in, and yeah. so people are standing up. They said they've had enough. I think yeah. I think people really see where the country's going and know it's on the wrong path. Well, nothing against um, the, nothing it, against the other face of the world, but there is no other faith that is more giving when it comes to uh, disaster, homelessness, whatever. I've been a Salvation Army uh, fan mm-hmm. since my mother drilled it into my head. Uh, so there's no there's no more benevolent uh, people than the the Christian faith. Nothing against the other faiths. Go ahead. No, I, I would gr- agree with that. You know, uh, not only in this country, but a- around the world, most of your major uh, uh, charitable kind of organizations that, that help with social services and social needs were all founded from, from Christians and on Christian principles. And the largest ones that are operating around the world are, are feeding kids, are educating kids, are helping families, and, and people continue to pour into that. And, and that's the funny thing about it is, is Rob... <laughs> That's what Christians want to continue to do. They don't want the government intervening in that. They want to be able to help people in their communities and nationally and internationally and share their faith and live out their faith 
and they want the government to stay out of it. Troy, and I think and this, that's what needs to happen. This is interesting, Troy. Uh, a new uh, study uh, in the uh, the Democracy Institute says that evangelicals 90% support Trump, Protestants 56, and atheists only 8, with atheists 90% supporting Biden. That kind of tells you what you need to know about what the Democrat Party is all about. Listen, we got to wrap things up. Uh, where can people find out more about your organization, the uh, the National Religious Broadcasters? Yeah, you can go to nrb.org, and you can find out all the things that we're involved in and uh, what we're working at in our national conference, which will be in uh, May of 2023 in Orlando, Florida. All right, my brother. God bless and Godspeed. Uh, Best of luck to you, and I hope that we can do something about these people being rounded up for uh, uh, supporting life. Uh, Have a glorious weekend, sir. You too, sir. All right, let's take a break. It is the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. Look, uh, you know, the indications are uh, that uh, foul play was involved and that it appears that, you know, Russia is certainly the likeliest suspect of this. I think this is uh, clearly an act of sabotage of some sort, and and Russia is certainly the most likely uh, suspect. I think this might be just the the first salvo of some uh, additional things that uh, might be uh, coming toward Europe. What Putin is saying to us by blowing up his pipeline is, look, I can blow up a pipeline. If, if, if need be, I can blow up the Internet cables coming into your country. I can blow up functioning pipelines. I can do all sorts of stuff. You know why I think that Joe Biden was complicit in destroying the Nord Stream pipeline? Because I'm not stupid. Okay? Uh, Russia has no interest, uh, no, uh, no uh, 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 compelling reason to blow up its own pipeline. We, they could just turn it off. Uh, I think that the Biden administration did it for a couple of reasons, because they have a very misguided uh, theory about getting rid of uh, fossil fuels that will ultimately uh, result in starvation and freezing to death, particularly in Europe this winter. So there is that. And then he's also being provocative to uh, to be a big guy. You know, yesterday uh, accidentally recorded him saying uh, uh, nobody F's with Joe Biden. You know, so there's a little bit of that crap going on. And then, of course, there's this, what Joe Biden said earlier this year. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. What do you, what how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. Huh. We will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. And uh, he already canceled the uh, Keystone XL and didn't even have to plant some explosives. Here's Tori Newland of the Biden administration. With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. And the mainstream media is going after people who think <clears throat> that the Biden administration did it. That's another reason why I say bullcrap. 
That's why I say, of course. And another thing, <clears throat> where's all the butthurt environmentalists out there saying, hundreds of thousands of uh, cubic meters of natural gas are escaping into the atmosphere. This is the worst environmental catastrophe forever. Why aren't they saying that about Russia? They caused the worst, worst uh, climate uh, uh, catastrophe in the history of mankind by releasing all that. You're being played again. But if you listen to my show, you won't be. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California. Been holding on. I know that Sean has something important to say. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, so I'm making this remark from the fact that I used to believe in man-made climate change and I was deluded. Yeah. So uh, I think that Joe Biden actually thinks that uh, stopping Keystone Pipeline and blowing up Nord Stream is good for the climate. He's under yeah. that delusion. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that going. I do. That's why uh, I think that uh, yesterday when we heard uh, Pete Buttigieg talk, he was asked about replenishing the uh, strategic uh, petroleum reserve. He had no comment. So that means to me that what they're trying to do is empty the strategic oil reserve to spur this green energy nonsense. They've been trying very hard to make gas as unaffordable as possible, and then an election rolled around, and they had to bring it down again. But it should be very obvious, Sean, what they're doing. Go ahead. Yeah, but this is the uh, other thing is, I think on this climate issue, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Co- Biden is, is not competent enough to be a cynical liar. He's acting under delusions. Of course. Well, he's, being, he's a puppet on a string. That's that's what he, it's fairly obvious. Uh, you know, this is why they want infirmed people in Congress. This is why Dianne Feinstein's still there. Uh, this is why they want John Fetterman there, uh, because they will just follow the orders of the party. There will be no debate whatsoever. I appreciate your phone call. Uh, I really do. Uh, this is um, Aaron Mate of the Gray Zone. Actually, I can't do this now. I'll have to hang on to it. Son of a gun. Uh, time constraints. Stupid time restraints. I shout at you from the heavens. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. It's the Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show last hour of the rob carson show and uh, if you could do me a favor today i would really appreciate it if you enjoy the radio program i think you're really going to enjoy the podcast and i realize that even 15 minutes of your day is a heck of a lot uh let alone three hours of the day um so if you if you listen to the show every day through the entire show well god bless you thank you so much I'll try not to be too distractive, uh, but if you just want to, uh, if you maybe miss a little bit, or you got a meeting or whatever, just go to the podcast. We uh, we take the whole show and we tighten it up to about two hours, right about that, and uh, and we post it on all of our, you know, all of your uh, your platforms that you listen to podcasts on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, if you leave a five-star review, that would be awesome. And listen, I understand we got a lot of young people, we got a lot of old people. Listen, if you're not uh, familiar with podcasting, I'll just tell you, because uh, sometimes, you know, it's like, well, it's podcasting, podcasting, podcasting. Uh, just, just go to NewsmaxTV.com. 
slash podcast, okay? And uh, and then you can carry it around with you. You can listen to it in your car. You can pair your phone up with your car, and you can listen to it. You know, you know how it works. Kind of works. And I want to sh- I want to mention something real quick. <clears throat> I thought I made this observation. I think it's uh, fairly timely. You know, we we carry around these expensive phones. Get a twelve hundred dollar phone in your pocket. It was funny. I got a, I got an email from a friend of mine uh, who said, "Hey, I, I just paid off my phone today." I'm like, "What the hell kind of country do we live in when you got to put your phone on a payment plan?" So, a twelve hundred dollar phone or a thousand dollar phone, whatever. Uh, and everybody now, the uh, you know the millennials and Gen Zs are really into podcasting. And you know, podcasting. Look at this. I mean, hey, look, Grandpa can't can't use a phone like me and all this. I hate to tell you this, kids. Um, your grandparents and great grandparents were the original podcast listeners yeah um so you see there used to be these uh uh commercials these uh these series these uh uh tv didn't exist at one point i know crazy and it was radio and you had to paint a picture with radio and so they in the in the uh, heyday of radio uh, 20s 30s 40s uh right up into the uh, late 50s early 60s that was where people went they listened to all of their favorite serials what they called them but they were like sitcoms Okay, so you had uh, Amos and Andy. Some people find that very offensive, and you know it's very dated. Uh, but there are other ones, Life of Riley, uh, and I know this because I not because I listened to them because I wasn't alive, but because uh, it was a marvelous way. You have to use your imagination. It, your imagination is better than television. It really is. It, it really podcasting is better than television. Um, and, and trust me, if you had to look at me, you, you'd say, "Yeah, I'd much rather listen to the radio." <laughs> uh, but that said, um, you, your mind paints a picture. And, and, and series and whatnot on the radio and podcasts are amazing. That's why so many people are really ticked off when their favorite book becomes a movie and they see the movie and they go, that's not the move. That's not. No, no, no. It's because you've already done the movie in your head. That's why. And so if you think podcasting is a fresh new idea, you're wrong. Radio was the original podcast there you go there you go all right i gotta play this one more time just because it's so stinking good joe biden goes down to uh, florida where Ron DeSantis is doing a yeoman's job of uh, turning the state around doing an excellent effort uh with uh, all these bucket trucks and cleaning up debris and building a bridge literally building a bridge within a week so that tractor trailers could drive across he is the template by the way that said joe biden goes down and he's getting this all messed up over in ukraine and whatnot and he he always talks tough because he you know he he's a he's a he's a rhymes with wussy and you know he talks a big game i'll fight you i'll fight you i'll fight you oh yeah i'll fight you you let me at him let me at him you know and and he never does because he's a blowhard but here's what he said when he's supposedly off mic nobody f's with the bidens I get off my lawn that's exactly right yeah all right good to see you exactly right yeah but you know the the world is b slapping us and so uh yeah a lot of people f with biden because they know he's a wussy joe met ron DeSantis, and he put on a nice act he talked climate change, yeah, it sounded deranged, but at least he showed some tact. This is Jim Gotten. Then he met with a local mayor, thought the microphones were far away. Yeah, right. But it was all recorded, no, it wasn't distorted, because here's what he had to say. Joe Biden said, hey, Ray. 
Hey, Ray. You don't tug on Superman's cape. Uh-uh. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off an old Lone Ranger. And you don't f- with a Biden. Hey, your Jim's ears can ask Joe me about the Lone Ranger. Joe is in blackmail. Come on. As he proved with Ukraine. A billion in aid, the payment wouldn't be made. Joe said, let me explain. You see, your prosecutor has Hunter in his sight. I'm worried about what he has planned. He said, it may sound funny, but you get no money unless that lawyer's can. Then he said, come on, man. Tough with our money. You better give my son a pass. Uh-huh. Or the aid we will suspend. You don't lay a glove on my boy Hunter and you don't f- with a Biden. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, you can uh, you can find that on the podcast. Uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Barbara in Baltimore is on the phone. Hello, Barbara. How are you, my dear? Oh, my gosh, Rob. I tell you, all they do is F with Biden. You know yes. what I'm saying? Because uh, you know. the F boy, if there was ever an F boy, but yeah. you know what? I don't want to go there. I don't no, want to you go know. there. What's going on no, in your but world? You know what? I'm just so glad. You know, Rob, I just got to tell you, if I could just have a minute. Yes. I just want to have a minute. So. I'll let you have the mic. Go right ahead. Thanks for taking my call. I'm telling you, having a great show. <laughs> I may have lost some of my mojo because, you know, when I feel like we're in the down and the dumps and stuff, I, I get a little down and dumped because I feel like I'm not doing enough. I know. But here's what I've got to say today. You expressed how so many of us feel. I talk to people all the time. I go to Walmart. I put my signs up saying, paint at the pump, vote Republican. I put that on my truck when I go inside. When I come out, I got people outside like, oh, and I have a little few bumper stickers and stuff. And you know, I got my don't catch the stupid t-shirt. So I'm oh, nice. Yes, nice. I do. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> I think what should be on the back, I think what should be on the back of that shirt is Rob Carson should be on the back of that shirt. But anyway, that's another story for another time. Yes. I just want to say, you're angry, and so many people are angry. And I don't know why Republicans think they can't be angry. Oh. You can be angry. Yeah. yeah. Be angry and express it. It's okay to be angry. You don't have to be nasty to be angry, but no. you can be angry. Oh, there's a righteous anger, and it is righteous. There's a righteous anger about this, and I just want to just uh, give some shout-outs to uh, uh, Debbie Brigado, uh, uh, Campaign to Protect Women.org, Campaign to Protect Women.org. We started out getting our uh, petition, our signatures about abortion, but you know what? The same people are the ones who are going with the gender reassignment stuff. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, if Westmore gets into the governor's mansion, that sort of crap ain't going anywhere. It's just they're going to put the pedal to the metal on it. And I've lived in the Washington, D.C. area for a dozen years. I know what Montgomery County has done to the schools there. And, they, and I'm glad my kids didn't go through that nonsense. Uh, but let me ask you this, Barbara, because I know you're, you're, you're campaigning. You're working very hard for Dan Cox. And I know you're upset hard, because... You know, I kind of slowed down a bit because, you know, I, I didn't think I was making any difference. You know, because I is Dan Cox Is Dan Cox starting to fight back a little bit? I heard him on Sounds WCBM. Like he, is, you know, he better. He's a nice guy. He, I don't care if he's nice. I want him to beat Westmore's ass. That he's nice. But I tell you what, sometimes I just wish he would just give him a... Not just slap him, but give him a backhand slap, like a slap. Well, you 
even how about how about go into Baltimore and say to the people of Baltimore uh, that you know what you don't have to take this crap anymore. You, we have everything about, within about us, Barbara. We That's have everything within us to turn around inner city neighborhoods. You, we're go not going to take it. We're not, and you, you, we have everything within us to make our country as great as has as ever been. I read yeah. a poll this morning said a lot of millennials and Gen, Gen Zers are saying their parents are gonna they're not going to be able to to be have as good a life as their parents. And I'm like, the day you let that happen, you're doing it to yourself, Barbara. And that's yeah. why I am never going to come to this microphone despondent. I'm going to figure out a way to fight, and we are going to win this. The forces of good, the, right, the people who love the country. Coming with you, hell's coming with you. I love that from Tombstone. Yeah, hell is coming with us, Barbara, and we're going to chase hell the hell out of this country is what we're going to do. We're going to chase the, the and I'm not meaning to be all uh, Christian uh, proselytizing and all that, but there are dark forces at work in the world. There is good and evil. There is a yin and yang. There is for every reaction an equal and opposite reaction, and right now the reaction is toward darkness, and we are the reaction, and we're going to kick its ass. And I tell you what, it's going to be with the power of God because I know what God is a jealous God, and when we put all of these, all, all the this decadence, and really, this is Sodom and Gomorrah we're looking at right now. And you don't yeah. have to go into scripture, and I don't quote scripture, but I do know, I do know that this, yeah. these are evil people we're dealing. Yeah, you with. know, you know when we're going to hell in a handbasket, and uh, you know when to get off the handbasket. Listen, Barbara, I got to run. Uh, keep keep up the fight. Don't ever give up. Don't get despondent. You're too you're too much of a light to let your light go out. Okay. All right. Come on now. All right. I'll see you. <sighs> We're gonna take a break. I'm gonna come back because the Democrat Party has reliably uh, abused people of color for decades, uh, for as long as it's been around. It was the party of slavery, the Republican Party. Uh, Thousands and thousands of Christians, white Christians, died to free people of color. I know that the left doesn't want to hear that, but that's what happened. Union soldiers weren't slave owners. They were as poor as poor can be, as poor as you could ever imagine, in, in shacks with dirt floors, with nothing. And they went and they gave their lives so that people of color could be free. And the Democrat Party has been on the dark side of that. And no, I wasn't using the word whatever, anyway. But they were the party of slavery, the party of Jim Crow, uh, the party they, they, they literally delayed women getting the vote for decades. Then they rolled around with the, uh, the great society and destroyed the black family. And they continually use people of color. They use them for their votes in the day after the election. Say it with me. They get up, leave money on the dresser, and go. And guess what? That's not flying anymore. People are getting it, particularly Hispanics. And I got some unbelievable news on that coming up. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's The Rob Carson Show. So uh, the Biden administration and Democrats have for years wanted to bring people across the southern border so they could give them uh, government largesse, uh, driver's license, uh, food stamps, uh, welfare, uh, whatever. 
expecting them to reliably give them their votes. This is true. They're calling this now white replacement theory, which is crap. I've never been afraid of being replaced. When I grew up in southwest Iowa, the plum gig at uh, when you were growing up on a farm was the, the packing plant. And it's a horrible job. They're the sausage makers, okay? They're the ones who have to get the, the uh, you know, the, uh, make a cow into a steak. And, and it's not pretty. But there were a whole lot of uh, people who were willing to get it. And uh, there were a whole lot of uh, uh, people from Mexico, and there were a whole lot of white people. And they work still side by side in the never afraid of being replaced. Never, you know, so there have never been jobs that Americans won't do. George W. Bush, he said that there were, because he was an elitist. He's a country club uh, Republican, old school country club Repub. And uh, in his ilk, fortunately, they are uh, a dying breed, not literally. Uh, but, uh, you know, they also, what they didn't expect is that people coming across the southern border, uh, you know, they, they expected their votes, but then the people coming across the southern border went, um, but you see, uh, the Democrat Party hates God and church and religion, wants it out of the classroom, and wants children to be taught about sex and sexuality and change their genders, and, uh, and they are completely cool with an open border and all that, and, uh, and they're not cool with it, because with people coming across the southern border, family, God, country, are important. Era como la brisa, caminaba sin prisa, era nueva en la ciudad. Convoy in Spanish. Baños de niña, ojos de arena, sus manos, el agua del mar. Because they're the convoy, convoy. Cuentas y vueltas de aquí para allá, en medio de una tempestad. I love this. Era como si en invierno regresara sin avisar. Aire era su nombre si me dijo la verdad. Come on. Spanish, but I could uh, I could uh, translate that. I know the song, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's turning that way. Twenty twenty presidential election, one of the first widespread evidence that Hispanic voters are abandoning the Democrat Party in droves. In droves. Here is MSNBC. Uh, well, uh, leaving a mess in their pants over it. She wants the party to take stronger action on issues like abortion and voting rights. But our poll found that oh, I forgot about abortion. The top issues for Latinos was actually the cost of living. We see that prices are through the roof, and we want to know what people are going to do to help put that burden down. In conservative stronghold states like Texas, signs of a political shift among Latino voters. Now, by the way, the uh, shift has been uh, 65 points, by the way, in the last 10 years. With more now leaning Republican. Maybe we should just go to the, the church. Jose Arriola and Maria Batres live in El Paso. Maria, you were a democrat and you are now a republican why because uh the fact that the democrats we don't worship satan like uh, you know a lot of democrats i mean through our actions party has changed a lot and i didn't identify more with the uh, republican party what <gasps> things well we're for god country family and what what hold on that's outrageous party what things well we're for god country family and hard work well that means they're racist sexist homophobic transphobic uh, racist white supremacists 
Jose used to vote blue, too. Now, he's also a Republican and most concerned with immigration and beefing up border security. Wait, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> Those are brown people. What are you talking? They're concerned about immigration? Blue, too. Now, he's also a Republican and most concerned with immigration and beefing up border security. What? What are the concerns that you have about immigration? The fact of the matter is that we, you know, we don't feel safe anymore. Well, uh, that's kind of weird that... Uh... Uh, people from south of the border would uh, uh, think that that's important because, I mean, you're going to get a driver's license and the chance to vote as an illegal. What? 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 Oh, yeah. And then uh, Ron DeSantis is enjoying double-jetted lead in uh, Florida among Latino voters, uh, despite sending 48 Venezuelans to uh, Martha's Vineyard, where they were summarily rejected by the elitist snob racist of uh, Martha's Vineyard. There's that. So, yeah, it's um, – and, and, you know, there's no going back on it. I mean, they can try to backtrack, say, oh, no, 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 we're for police and all that. But uh, the, the Democrats have screwed the pooch, and they know they've screwed the pooch, and they, they know there's no going back. That's why they're going to do crazy crap. I told you this. Uh, let's go to uh, Ricky in Essex, Maryland. Hello, Ricky. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you, Mr. Carson? Good, good. You have a comment about Dan Cox running for governor. Yes, I don't know why he's not acting like uh, Donald Trump or, you know, Florida's, uh, you know. Uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, Ron DeSantis, yeah. yeah. It, 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 yes. How he's not acting like them when they have uh, endorsed him, you know, Donald Trump endorsed him. Well, yeah. well, the first thing I want to say to you, you're the best. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. You're the best what you're doing, okay? Thank but you. I want to tell you one thing. They're all wrong about immigrants. I am immigrant. Yes, I'm immigrant. I came here in 1981. Yeah. I'm, I'm Muslim, and I'm from Pakistan. And I was originally, when I came here, Democrat. All right, listen, I got to run, Ricky. Uh, I appreciate your call. Uh, call back, okay? We're up against a hard break. But I know you believe in the American dream, as do immigrants who come here legally. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's The Rob Carson Show. Second day of good news with regard to concealed carry and the Second Amendment. Uh, in Philadelphia, they tried to uh, restrict uh, uh, this concealed carry on public property. That was tossed out. Listen to this. I just got this. Key parts of New York's new gun law have been blocked by a federal judge. So uh, kiss my booty. Kathy Hochul. Listen, to this is great stuff. And you knew that all of this was uh, nonsense. And, and when I read these provisions, you'll understand. The, they cannot stand. They cannot stand. And they just got uh, completely destroyed by this judge. Uh, federal Judge Syracuse blocked enforcement of several parts of New York's new gun law. Uh, judge Glenn Sudeby ruled that several provisions of the gun's new law are unconstitutional. Cannot be enforced. Sudeby blocked provisions of the law that outline new requirements for background checks for gun owners, including, listen to this, the disclosure of an applicant's social media accounts. He also blocked the ban on guns in some public and private properties. 
They wanted you to go through your social media accounts. They wanted to find anything they could find. This was the thought police crap. This is that uh, nonsense uh, they're going after. Uh, this, is, this is the same stuff we've seen. Uh, social media is controlled by leftists, and all they would need is an excuse. Send the federal government a post. They've already done that, by the way. They've already done that. But listen, Sotheby took uh, issue with the state's new background check retirements. Four of six provisions struck down related to tough requirements for an application or a renewal of a license for concealed carry. He rejected the provision that an applicant must have evidence to demonstrate they are of good moral character. Uh, from a leftist, if they're in charge, anything that does not agree with their, uh, their thought process, their, their ideology, that is not good moral character. Duh. 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 Uh, soon to be also real that the state cannot require applicants to have an in-person meeting with a licensing offer, uh, officer, disclose the names and contact information of all adults residing in their home, or provide a list of all current and former social media accounts from the last three years. Screw you, Gestapo! Sotheby also uh, reduced the new law's broad bans on guns in public and private spaces. He ruled that presumptive gun bans could only be enforced in government administrative buildings, polling places, public areas restricted to general access for special events through permits, or any public or private educational facilities. <clears throat> I'd also put old-timey saloons in there. Because, you know, in the old-time westerns, you walk in and they'll say, I've got to have your guns, boys. If you're going to go in there and play cards, uh, even that little, uh, that little pea shooter in your boot there, you, gotta, you can't be bringing that in here. I think that was part of the thing here. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the wording in the decision uh, clarifies that while guns will remain banned from any place of worship or religious observations, individuals tasked with security are permitted to carry firearms. Yay, synagogues. Yay, churches. Uh, New York's new uh, law required gun owners to have explicit permission to carry guns on private property. So to be uh, private, uh, previously revealed the, the disagreement with the constitutionality of this presumptive ban. The state of New York now making a decision for private property owners that they are perfectly able to make for themselves. <coughs> Excuse me. That provision was all but completely rejected by his decision. Soon to be ruled, guns should be presumed to be permitted in public spaces unless an explicit ban is issued by that private property owner. So, people of New York City who don't want to be shoved in front of trains, people of New York City who don't want to be beaten nearly to death and lose your eyesight, um, guess what? I think this is great. I think it's really awesome. I live in a place where they open carry. Yeah. And guess what? Uh, there are no smash and grab robberies, and people don't get shoved in front of the trains. Kind of weird that way. Uh, let's go to Harriet in Owings Mills, Maryland. Hello there, Harriet. What's on your mind today? Hi, Mr. Carson. Thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate yeah. it. Yep. I, I'm a lifelong Republican. I'm a Trump supporter. Um, my daughter, um, our daughter, both my husband and I are, are lifelong Republicans and Trump supporters. Our daughter, um, well, we raised her to be conservative. Um, we're Jewish. We sent her to Jewish day school where she, she learned to be a Zionist as well. And now she's a teacher. And last night after Yom Kippur, when we had our breakfast dinner, um, my husband happened to make a remark about a, a commercial for the uh, Democrat gubernatorial candidate that was on. And it started an argument 
in a fight. Um, my son-in-law cussed me out. My daughter was screaming and yelling mm-hmm. uh, about how much she hates Trump and what a horrible man he is. Mm-hmm. And I found out one thing. Millennials only care about abortion. Mm-hmm. I think that whole generation is going to destroy our country. But they, no, they're that's not. That's all she cares about. Nah, they're not going to. Uh, don't, don't, don't even fear that, uh, Harriet. Uh, remember, they're still your children. I know they're adults, but they're still their children. Uh, they have a lot of... Uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, things to go through there in life before they, you know, realize life's truths. Right now, they're fresh out of college, and they have no idea what they're talking about. Well, uh, and as far as the millennials, old. Let me, uh, how old is she? Thirty-four. Now, well, you know what? Uh, they're not going to take over the country. This this uh, ideology of your kids is being uh, wrecked in polling around the country, and it's going to be wrecked in the uh, in the coming election. And I'm going to tell you, uh, Harriet, I, I would assume, what are you, a boomer? Are you boomer Xer? What are you? I'm a boomer. All right, here's the deal. Generation X is going to save the world. We're going to leave. We're going to lead the charge into this election. Nothing against boomers, uh, but right now, Generation X has not been proven. We've been very quiet until now. I like to use the analogy of the silverback gorilla uh, sitting in the zoo. The big silverback gorilla getting there, and that little little, little uh, baby gorilla comes over, is poking at dad, uh, pounding his chest, acting all tough and everything. Those are millennials. Those are millennials. And uh, sooner or later, that big old silverback gorilla is going to backhand the crap out of that, that, uh, that little baby gorilla. That's what Generation X has been waiting to do. Uh, we got out of college. We went right to work. We had our children. We haven't had a president yet. But you think that because we haven't said anything that we don't have these views in our hearts? You don't think that the last generation, the last analog generation, the last generation to get sunburned, the last generation not to wear bike helmets, the last generation to have skin knees, the last generation to have to eat what's on their plate, you think that generation is going to take this lying down, Harriet? I hope to God not. I hope well, to God we aren't going to take it. To tears. And you know why? Uh, Ron DeSantis is a Gen Xer. All right? Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, Ron DeSantis is a Generation Xer. Ted Cruz is a Generation Xer. Uh, we've got um, uh, all sorts of Generation Xers who are in positions of power right now, and they're going to, if they haven't made a difference, they are going to make a difference. So don't you worry about that. And I'm going to tell you, I actually have more hope for Gen Z, my daughter, because of the hell that the government has put her generation through. With regard to COVID closures and all that nonsense, I think they're returning to traditional values. I know you hear all of this transgender stuff, and there are kids who are, you know, experimenting with transgenderism to be more popular and everything. But I think that while a lot of millennials are lost, and nothing against you millennials who are patriotic, but you're the first generation to make it through college after the entire indoctrination process. That's who you're dealing with, Harriet. You're dealing with kids who have been indoctrinated since day one. When I was in school, we weren't. It started to, sh- to kind of happen, but we never, we're not that generation. And if you think that Generation X, the, 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 the generation that was raised with Schoolhouse Rock, the generation that uh, was, was learned about, uh, you know, Great American Melting Pot, the generation that watched the Jeffersons, even if they were white, and watched All in the Family, and watched uh, 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 What's Happening, and said, those are my heroes, uh, and, and, and didn't even care about skin color. That generation, we've been real cool. And we've been letting that little baby gorilla kind of play and beat its chest. And I hate to tell you this, Harriet, uh, we ain't going to let it happen. 
So don't worry about it. I know that your daughter, and I understand, it's very frustrating. I've got, you know, my kids don't agree with me politically. I love my children. I will never let politics divide us. I'll entertain a conversation, but my mind is going to be changed. I'm, I've, I'm focused on what I need to do to keep the country that I grew up in, keep the country where people didn't care about color, keep the country that, that stood for the national anthem, keep the country that uh, is the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. And that's why right. I say when you see polls of 70% Democrats, 77% Republicans saying the country's going in the wrong direction, it means that you know people with your daughter's mindset are going to be taught a lesson in November, and then they're going to really get taught a lesson in 2024. Oh, the way they screamed at me, it was horrible. It's ridiculous. And you know what? You as a mother shouldn't, shouldn't take that. You should just say, I love you guys, but this discussion is over. Because yeah. you, you as a parent do not deserve that disrespect. You can disagree with me politically, but if we're going to get into a shouting match of this, we ain't going to do politics anymore. It was all about abortion. It was, it, that, that's her only issue. That's their only issue is abortion, well, yeah. and they're going to vote Democratic because of that. You know what? You go right ahead and vote Democratic. That's perfectly fine. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we are going to destroy the Democrat Party. It is going to happen. The Democrat Party is going to either have to be uh, introspective, discover why they did it. They won't. They'll go further left, and ultimately, the right. party is going to go, uh, is going to blow up. I believe. That. I hope you're right. From your mouth okay. to God's ear. Amen, sister, and I hope you had a glorious uh, Yom Kippur as well. I did. Thank right, you hang so in much, there. Sister Carson. Hey, man, you know what? Bye you bye. can't You can't make, you know, yeah. your kids are going to believe different things, and you have nothing you can do about it. You know you're right. You're the adult in the room. Uh, John in Santa Cruz has been waiting for a while. Is he there? Is he not? He is there. Should we take him? Should we take a break? Let's take a break. John, you hold on. I know you hold. you got something to say, and I've got more stuff to say in just a second. It's the Rob Carson Show. America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joe, uh, Harriet just called, said her daughter got in a screaming match with her and said that I'm only voting for abortion. Well, I hate to tell you this. Uh, abortion ain't going to win the election. All right? So, Harriet, if you're still listening, I think you are. 70% of Americans say skyrocketing food prices are motivating them to vote in the midterms. Now, who do you suppose they're going to vote for? I also have another uh, thing. 77% are concerned about the increase in violent crime in America. Do you know who is concerned about abortion? Well, it's the same person that I described yesterday as uh, patient zero with regard to uh, 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 everything politically incorrect. And her name is Karen, and she lives in a cul-de-sac. And it sounds like maybe your daughter has become that. But cul-de-sac Karen, who's willing to step forward for all these people, uh, is not going to get an abortion. All right? She, not, she never has had an abortion. There have been some, don't get me wrong. But she's not going to have an abortion. But she thinks that she is going to help all those little people, particularly people of color, who, uh, you know, who get uh, pregnant. And they can get that baby. That's what it is. They're the same people who said that we don't need to, they need to defund the police. Meanwhile, people of color in inner cities are going, uh, hello? Uh, we need the police. That's why abortion ain't going to win the election. And if you think it is, honestly, go live on effing abortion island. 
Dear God in heaven, if that's the most important thing to you, what the hell is wrong with your life? You got up. You got up. I don't know what you got. You got a tumor or something. Maybe you need to have it taken out. Your brain or something. I don't know. But, it, but abortion isn't going to win it. Not when you can't feed your family. Abortion ain't going to win it if you can't pay your house. Abortion ain't going to win it if your house payment has gone up by $400 and, uh, and you can't afford a house. And abortion ain't going to win it if you've got to stay living with your house uh, when you graduate from college with your mom and dad because you don't have any freaking money. Abortion ain't going to win it if you have to shop at Dollar General because you can't afford Walmart anymore. So, you know what? Democrat Party, you can suck it on abortion. Nobody, I mean, yeah, it's real important and everything. And, and you've done a very good job brainwashing a, a group of people that abortion is the most powerful thing in the world. But it's really just virtual signaling by Karens who live in cul-de-sacs. Please. And by the way, abortion has always been about abortion uh, or about, uh, about uh, birth control. And it's also, also been about irresponsibility. All right? And I know this for a fact, that a lot of men are willing to step forward and pay for the abortion. Uh, you know, Herschel Walker, I, I already talked about that yesterday. But abortion is not the thing that's driving most of us to the pallet box because we're more concerned about feeding ourselves, staying sheltered, the southern border, staying out of war, filling our car with gas, living the American dream. And nothing about abortion says any of those things. Let's go to John in Santa Cruz. Hello there, John. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Thanks for taking my call, Rob. What's up, brother? Uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, uh, pipeline of sabotage. Yeah, the one that Joe Biden believe, blew up. What? Uh, nothing. Go ahead. I believe that that's the results of a conspiracy between the Democrat Party and Vladimir Putin. You think? I believe that the United States wants to eliminate the fuel system by putting it way out of bounds, more expensive than the average person can afford. Yep. And I think Putin wants to test his uh, nuclear capabilities. Yeah. Well, I think you're right in a couple of different ways. And I mentioned this earlier. Clearly, the uh, the Democrat Party has had a war on fossil fuels. It's a mindless, stupid war. They have no ability to, uh, to replace it uh, because it not only fuels almost every vehicle in the world, every piece of equipment in the world, except for your stupid electric weed whacker. Um, but, uh, but also, it also uh, I don't know if you're, you're talking on a phone right now. I'll bet you that phone has some plastic in it, right? I'm sure it does. Yeah, well, if you didn't have petroleum, you wouldn't have your phone. That's true. But yeah. see, the point is not for us. It, it's designed so that the world can reduce the population. And if the Bible is correct, it's going to happen. When well, it's going to happen is what concerns me. I understand that. And, and listen, there are people, honestly, John, and you are absolutely right, there are people on the world who believe that the human race is cancer. There are people who are left of center, way left well, of center, uh, literally women in their 20s getting hysterectomies because they don't want to bring children into the world. You knew that, right? Yeah, but, uh, it, there's there's I, a lunatic fringe. George Soros would probably love it if there are about three billion people on the world gone. I I am not lying. Well, uh, the the Bible says more than that's going to leave. Yeah. It's going to be about 
five to six billion people that leave. The oceans are supposed to be red in blood, remember? I got you. I, got you. I understand. I understand, John. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm not big on the biblical prophecies, although I am big on biblical principles, so I'm not going to go there yet. But, but there are people, there are forces of evil in the world, and they want, you know, <laughs> they want a lot of people dead. I, I'm with you, and they have throughout history. Thanks for the call, Rob. do appreciate it. <clears throat> do appreciate it. Do appreciate it. Uh, I want to mention this. This is a positive note before we uh, leave the airwaves today. A judge reinstated a Staten Island firefighter who lost his job over the COVID-19 mandate, according to a decision that could help other smoke eaters. Timothy Rivici, or Rivici, who uh, filed suit after he was terminated in March, will be reinstated with full duties at Engine 158, granted a religious exemption from the jab, according to the decision handed by, down Tuesday by Staten Island Supreme Court Justice Ralph Piorzio. This is going to be a cascade. This is going to cause the military and firefighters and, and people in the health profession to be rehired across the board. This is going to happen. This is a part of the, the, the hell that I say is going to be paid by the people who did to this country. Now, by the way, Ravici and his wife, who is a city teacher, were both fired for not getting the jab for religious reasons. They are born-again Christians. And by the way, this is the war on faith. And nobody, whether it be in, uh, in city municipalities around the country or the military, were given religious exemptions. That's why they were whizzing on the First Amendment. That's why they hate religion. And that's why they're going to get their arses kicked in November. He gets back pay. He gets reinstated. Now let's do it to everybody who unfairly had to go through this crap. Let's take a break. Come back, wrap things up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. To people like Harriet, keep your powder dry, guys. I know you're going to get uh, screamed at and, and you're going to get yelled at by relatives, people, maybe your kids like Harriet, and they're going to say we're only boarding a, a voting for abortion, but abortion doesn't win elections. It doesn't, because when you fill up your car, you don't go, well, you know, this $94 I'm putting that used to cost 34 I'm more concerned about uh, somebody getting an abortion. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. All you can do is try to be a healer. All you can do is try to bring people together. And if you can't, they'll come back eventually, and uh, you can offer them forgiveness. Have a glorious day, guys. God bless you, our military first responders, particularly in Florida and the unborn. And, of course, you. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I know you won't. WCBM Baltimore is Talk Radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Baltimore's listening. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.